0: And shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. I'm going to start with this story. So, I have been in a um, slow down era. I do not feel compelled to rush and um do 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 or i guess i feel less compelled to um start new things and i don't know what it is i am just in a space of like take a beat right so i have mentioned that i started playing video games again and Still haven't really tapped back in. I am not really, I don't want to say I'm not interested in finding new video games, but I have yet to feel completely accomplished with Zelda, so I kind of want to take my time with that. However, I am still scared (laughs) of the level that I am at now, so I've put the video games a bit to the side, but I haven't given up on hobbies and leisure activities, if you will, as of yet. I also Took a blast from the past and started crocheting again i remember my grandparents taught me to crochet maybe around seven um there's actually now that i'm thinking about it my mom is a collage person and she makes a ton of collages and after i lost my grandfather she made this gorgeous collage of pictures of me and my grandpa and pictures of my grandpa and one of the pictures in that collage is us from a family vacation which I talked about revisiting that destination as an adult. I will drop that link in the description box below. It was a time. Um but one of our family vacations was to um Brigantine. It's in it's a little island in New Jersey, not far from Atlantic City and we basically would just hang out on the beach and go to the pools. But I learned to crochet there. And so one of the pictures in there is me and my little brother and my grandpa I think crocheting. So I decided after seeing a coworker crocheting, I said, you know what? I've got experience. I'm not great. I've never been able to crochet anything more than just that chain. Um, But at seven, (laughs) you couldn't tell me I wasn't like a master wizard. Um, But I started crocheting again. And I ordered a little kit on Amazon, like $15, because I've learned yay me, to not dive completely headfirst into my new hobbies, but to tiptoe and not spend more than I need to for something that I don't yet know that I am going to follow through with. However, started crocheting again, and I am looking to become the auntie that makes all her babies blankets. So there are like five new babies or currently pregnant, um friends and family member that I have right now. So, um, auntie D has a lot of work to do, but I'm finally making progress. And I bring up the crocheting because it absolutely ties in with this week's episode about slowing down. I was going through a bunch of different YouTube videos and I'm trying to pick up what these girls are trying to explain as the, um, what do you call it the um directions for what to do how to what the particular stitches are I think that's what they're called. I have no idea um there are names for the different stitches there are u k names and u s names there are um designations and weights and titles for the different types of yarn um the different types of crocheting i guess they're called needles and the little tool all the things and all news. And what I'm seeing about the YouTube videos is that everyone's idea of beginner, very different. And that was like a fun kick in the gut because you think that you are doing yourself a favor by going for beginner, or you're doing yourself a favor for sourcing through or finding the right video and nothing Nothing in my experience has trumped trial and error. So the videos were not really doing the best at describing. There was one woman who was way better than the rest to me and the way that I learned. And I somehow ended up, I guess I don't want to say conflating, but like doing a mashup of the type of stitch, um, The one woman was teaching with something I saw in another video. Y'all, I have no clue what exactly I'm doing, but I'm seeing progress. It's actually looking like something and it's coming together. I went through one of the first, I guess they're called skeins or like the balls of yarn that came with um, the kit. And I am so impressed with my progress it is going to take me for fucking forever to complete a blanket, but I will feel so accomplished when I do. And in that experience, I was reminded that I really have to be gentle with myself. I have to be patient with myself and sometimes finding the right information or looking and searching for just the perfect um to do or the steps or the the pattern, whatever it's great but it doesn't beat trial and error. You have to just start, you have to try, and you have to be okay with not getting it right. I had, I was getting really frustrated because it just wasn't, it uh, it wasn't doing what it was. It wasn't doing what the girls in the videos were doing. And then I realized like in the video games, so what if I get it wrong? Like what's the worst that could happen? Or why does it have to be perfect? This is your first one. I was so caught up in it being perfect that I was very close to just like giving up because it wasn't doing anything by like the first or second day, y'all. I'm not even talking about like I'd been doing it for a month and it still wasn't looking like something. I'm talking like day 1, day 2. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting progress or I wasn't getting what they were describing. And it was like a little ha ah. The same way it took me time to grow into what is now a more comfortable travel pattern, um the same way I am still trying to figure out my best approach for even doing this podcast in terms of I don't market shit, I don't necessarily um plan way far down in advance. Why does this get? first of all happy valentine's day this may be like a secondary or a tertiary thing now but happy valentine's day lovers i hope everybody had a fantastic little holidays it's probably like my third or fourth favorite holiday because i love gifts so any reason for gifts i am on board for but um happy valentine's day i hope you enjoyed and i lost my train of thought, but I think I was getting towards that. I just had to learn to be patient with myself. Oh, and it's like the way that I am still trying to figure out what my plan for the podcast. I just like doing this shit. I like showing up and talking to you guys every week. So I keep doing it, but there are a ton of blueprints and there are a ton of different, um, reasons, wise and ways and processes in order to have a successful podcast But I have just always come back to, I don't want this to feel like a job and I don't want this to not be fun for me. And that has been something that I had to also see in other realms. And one of those things is obviously travel. Over the past couple of weeks, I was talking to you guys about how I have changed a bit as a traveler and how I'm looking to see uh, more definitively, or I guess empirically ways that I can measure how those changes have taken place or what those changes are and one of the things that i have done is really planning a lot less and just kind of going with the flow and in the spirit of me going with the flow of my um my hobbies and reminding myself to be patient with myself i thought it would be appropriate to reflect on all of the locations or not all but some of the locations that forced me to be patient and kind of like a, hmm, but how did that work for you, girl? Did you not have a good time? Sometimes taking a step back, assessing that things are different, and leaning into the different can be what it is that gets you to the other side. And the other side is basically whatever that need, whatever that need is for you. Whether the other side is um, relaxation. Whether the other side is rejuvenation whatever that is, sometimes you have to let go of your initial plan. Sometimes you have to let go of those blueprints or what the the video says it's supposed to look like, or what the um, podcast says the steps to successful X, Y, and Z are, and just take their ideas, take the thought process and give it a fucking shot. So the places for me that kind of gave me pause first, I would mention is Spain. And I was anticipating that because I'd always heard about siestas and how businesses closed and how things you know, just wouldn't be accessible during certain times of the day. And in my mind, I was ready. But what I wasn't ready for was being so far from all of the action that I would not get to experience what I was anticipating. I had to go with the pivot. I was still a baby traveler and I did not know any better, but learned from my um, I won't say mistakes, but learn from my experiences. So I ended up saving money and I saved a lot of fucking money. At the time, this was probably 2017 at some point. I flew and stayed to um Barcelona. This included my flight there, my flight back, and my accommodations. Y'all, I spent six hundred dollars and like 22 cents. Complete. All of it. Um and friends, that's where I learned that um sometimes saving money um isn't as worth it as you think it is. You end up spending more in the uh in the long term, or in my case, it ended up being the short term because I was only there for maybe three or four days, and so I stayed maybe an hour forty five minutes from the heart of the city, all the shit that I wanted to do, so I was priced out of being able to enjoy the Barcelona that I, you know, saw on the internet and was looking forward to seeing. Um, so the siesta, I didn't even get to really experience because I was so far. I could, the taxi from the airport to where I was staying ran me like 90 fucking dollars, 90 US dollars. Um, so a taxi and the city where I wanted to be was not far from there. I ended up having a day tour that was booked. So I knew I would need to take a taxi there and back because where I was staying was still a ways away from uh, public transportation. I was maybe a mile or two from like a train or so. And on a beautiful day, which the weather was beautiful, you know, a two mile walk is cool. But I was like, I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, but I'm looking at mountains. So I did not feel comfortable a mile, let alone two or anything more than a mile, trying to get to a train to get to the city. So the taxi was going to be my option. So I learned that trip that it is more beneficial to spend a bit more to stay in the general area of where you're going to accomplish the most so that you don't spend to get there. And unfortunately, I didn't get to experience the full siesta um. Moment that I was looking for. I did go to like a more, um, to the local main village, if you will, and it felt very home and not home in the sense of like being welcomed or anything like that, but just visuals. Some of like the way it just was, a, it didn't feel like I was, um, stepping too far out of my comfort zone. And I ended up being jarred from that, if you will, when I went to a restaurant and nobody in there um, really spoke English. And thankfully someone came in who did and was able to assist with ordering. But I was waiting for them to be like, oh no, we're closed now for siesta. And it didn't happen. Um, They did, however have other things that were closed, but unfortunately it wasn't like an area where there was a ton of shit to do. It was feeling very residential. Um, imagine going to, uh, this is a very regional or hyper local, um, example, but if you're from New York, imagine going to like Hillside Avenue in Queens, or imagine going to not even like Myrtle or Fulton or Atlantic in Brooklyn, more like, Maybe Myrtle? Mm, no, not Myrtle. Certain ends of Myrtle. Mm, it, not even really Williamsburg, because Williamsburg also has shit to do. It wasn't a lot of bars. It was it was like local family stores, like a children's shop. They had, um, I remember there was like a toy store, some restaurants, maybe like one bar. It was like a local main strip, if you will. So yes, if you are a local and know the people and just want to interact with community, tons of things to do great time for someone that is a tourist and kind of looking to, granted, yes, you can dive into communities and as a tourist, still be able to enjoy things, but I wasn't there yet. So for me, it was, um, a little, um, obviously disappointing, but it was a bit of a kind of shell shock because I didn't really know what to do. I did my best, went with the pivot, made adjustments and still ended up having a good time. But one of the other times that I had to kind of adjust, but I adjusted in a different way, was in Costa Rica. So I found a really cute uh, article and it's actually from their tourism, uh, I guess, I don't know what to call it, but their tourism board because it's uh, uh, govisitcostarica.com. Um, I'll have the link in the description box with the exact page it is. But one of their local sayings, and it's more than just a saying, is Pura Vida. It's a way of life out there. So I very strongly remember getting that messaging. Um, And I want to say it was like a local that reinforced it. But one of the things that, one of the first things that I kind of had to slow down and adjust to was advocating for myself away from home so it's one thing i'm very much so i won't say i think one of the best ways that i've seen it um you uh, i guess vocalizes is more as like an ambivert i'm not an extrovert but i'm not an introvert like i can speak i don't have a problem speaking i just don't really like it without cause or without reason like i don't enjoy small talk that kind of thing I can be the life of the fucking party, but I'm not a fan of crowds. I am the life of a party when I know people or when I am in a space or, um, a positioning of like that being my task, if that makes sense. Um, but it's one thing to speak up and kind of not just say what you want, but like reaffirm what you fucking paid for. when you have no backup and i'm a very kind of mm, it is what it is or not, i'm not confrontational that's the best way to put it because i'm not really an it is what it is kind of person but i'm non-confrontational if it's something that i can tolerate i'm not going to make a big deal out of it because i don't feel like going through the motions to address things because i'd really rather just not talk to you right we're following my process of putting that together i hope. Um, but. When I got to the hotel, they were putting me in a room that I did not book. And it was not even like a, oh, this is nice. It was just like, no, y'all, I had a I paid for a terrace. I paid for a view. So that's what we're going to do. So I remember being so uncomfortable having, like doing it, but like doing it. And speaking up and saying, hi, thanks. This is cute, not what I paid for. I'd like to, you know, this is what I booked. See sweet or this whatever it was and have that hard dif- uh discussion didn't enjoy it but it happened that was kind of one of the first times that i had to kind of like make that fast decision it's one of those things are you going to or are you not that was a first for me then i ended up being i guess you could say put on by one of the taxi drivers that i had to kind of like not like be careful if you will but in more words kind of okay so what time do you want me to pick you up because i'd asked if he was available to just come get me because i wasn't familiar with what it was like to kind of get a taxi to get back to where i was and so he had asked, well, what time do you want to be picked up? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm thinking like And He's like, hmm, hmm, maybe you should meet me here before it gets dark. How about I come get you 530? Say less. Yes, I will be there. And so I think one of the final things he was saying was just kind of like, you know, pure Vida. And it was one of those things where it's just like I kept hearing it from people before I left and then I got there and it didn't really click until... I had to kind of be serviced by people and I don't know if it's just a a New York thing or if it's an American thing, but if I'm going someplace to do something, I'd like to do that and kind of like be out. And it could just be a personal thing, right? There are different people of different character traits all over the fucking world. Um, So I I don't necessarily want to ascribe it to any one thing in particular, but I'm a patient person for the most part, but it was interesting to see the people around me and to every once in a while kind of have it come up with someone that you're discussing, you know, just like a, oh yeah, we'll get there. Or yeah, well, you know, you can do, it's, yeah, it's there and it was kind of like, okay but like so i'm i feel like i'm asking you a specific question and the answers you're giving me are very you know um it's you know around that place and granted i have a shit sense of direction so when i say something is around some place or if it's there it's because i'm struggling to find a way to give you the words of the picture of what the place looks like in my head and how I got there. It's, I kind of go landmarks. Some people have different skill sets. Directions aren't one of mine. So the answers that I was getting felt so vague and also language was a barrier, but you have the trend. I had translator app and I'm translating and I'm just like, I know some things There is nuance in translation and a lot of things get lost in translation. It's the same for a reason, but it wasn't like, it it just, it wasn't connecting and I was having a difficult time. So I ended up just pure Vita, figure it out. It is what it is. I just walked around and explored on my own because I was asking questions that weren't getting me answers. And so what's really cool about the website is they kind of break down what the meaning of Pura Vida is and scroll, 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 scroll. It's actually a response to a lot of different greetings, questions, and, um, you know, statements, if you will. Um, but there is a hmm, scroll. Here we go living the Pura Vida lifestyle. So what they have here is, remember Hakuna Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. Pura Vida is the Costa Rican version of that laid back philosophy. Being in Costa Rica makes it pretty easy. We have an excellent quality of life and we live in the middle of a country with lush valleys and crystal blue shores. Um, Pura Vida is a tiny bit of wisdom that changes the way Costa Ricans look at the world. If you try it out, we're willing to bet it will work for you too. Um, and so the main tenants or five things that they decided to, po- to point out was focus on what's important in life. I'm not going to do the the fluff, like, you know, the detailed part of it, but the focus on what's important in life. Don't sweat the small stuff. Stop and smell the volcanic, the volcanic soil cultivated coffee beans. Always take time to relax and don't be in such a hurry. So again, I was a new traveler and adjusting in certain ways is expected. You adjust in regular life, right? So I wasn't expecting to be accommodated. Um, I wasn't expecting to be, um, you know, coddled or babied or anything like that, but it was just such a surprise to see that It's one of those things where you know things are different, right? But your actual experience of that difference can be eye-opening in ways that you wouldn't have seen. It was more of like a, a feeling of, okay, so I don't have a choice here. What you want to do is not going to matter. And you are in these people's home. You are the visitor. So just because you want to get in and out of the store quickly, just because you're next in line or just because, you know, there's no one else around doesn't mean that culturally the nuance in attending to your needs is going to be the same. So you can, you know, ask a question and someone might completely finish doing what they're doing and then address you. Or, um, you know, they address you, the pleasantries. Hi, how are you? But they want to have a conversation with you. They want to talk. Where you know, where are you from? There's not necessarily the same sense of, okay, well, you're staying here and I'm going to go someplace else. I have something else to do. Or even vacation or not, you may not have something to do, but you don't necessarily, I don't know about you, but me, sometimes I don't like necessarily spending this is going to sound crazy, but spending too much time in one place, it's kind of like one of those things in the back of my head, like as a New Yorker, is like, what is my purpose here? Right? Am I accomplishing something? And that can be something as simple as just people watching. Like there is a time and place to just sit and do nothing. And then in other situations, like that sitting and doing nothing to me makes you feel like a target, it kind of makes you stand out and it's inappropriate for every experience. And so I personally, feel that way about shopping now. I do not necessarily enjoy shopping the ways that 20 year old me used to enjoy shopping. I used to live in the mall, almost literally. I would. I worked at one point like seven minutes from a really big mall in my area. And I would literally leave work and be like, oh, I'm hungry. Um, I'm going to go to Wendy's, but go to the Wendy's at the mall. I need to get my eyebrows done. I was getting them done at the mall. I want to get my nails. I was getting them done at the mall. So whatever I wanted to do, it was all centrally located at the fucking mall. And I would spend maybe four or five afternoons out of the week in the mall when I didn't work at the mall. And I used to work at the mall. So it was adult me. is just like, girl, did it not get tiring? But certain things, I want to just go take care of and be out. And that kind of, shift out of your normal, your back home personality, your rush, 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 or your task complete move on is refreshing when you allow it to be. Being patient with other people, knowing that they want, that's another thing. I know that as someone that sometimes loves to reach out to the people that I am familiar with, or people that I know in different destinations, I am very accommodating and patient with their schedules because I'm the one on vacation. I In Mexico, I ended up seeing um, Denise and Marissa, two of my homegirls that have since moved to Mexico. And I tried to see them the last time I was in Mexico, but it didn't work out for either of them because they live there. They have lives there. They got shit to do, whether it be work, whether it be errands, whether it be just the regular rigmarole and shit of life where it's just like, girl, today, it's been a fucking day. I'm sorry, but I've been dealing with regular life. I am very aware of those things, cognizant and patient with those things, because while I am here for fun and play, the people that I'm coming to see perhaps may not. Same thing when I am uh, perhaps in a store or visiting a resort, and more mature me can kind of, I don't want to say compartmentalize, but more readily acknowledge, especially as someone who works in the customer service industry. Um, it ain't always easy. And while I am carefree loving the sun taking my time and enjoying the day other people are at the fuck work they got shit to do they got some place to be when they clock out or you're the last person before they clock at before they clock out and i am aware that you are in the middle or i am in the middle you when we're traveling we're in the middle of everybody else's regular fucking regular fucking program this is the regular scheduled uh Occurrence, And I think that there are certain allowances that need to, or that should be, would be nice to extend to other people for that very reason. Um, one of the other things, well, one of the other destinations that I was very much so um, reminded that you don't always get your fucking way and you have to pause, slow down and go with the flow of things was Cuba. No internet. Well, yes, there's internet, but it's not accessible in the same ways. So I don't know how old you are. Some of us may remember phone cards when you had to go buy a phone card with minutes on it so that you can call um, different countries or certain areas long distance. And it was a thing that you had to put money on or you purchase a new car with a certain amount of time on it for you to use your minutes to call another location. So it was basically the same thing in Cuba, but for your internet. And it worked a few times, and then at a certain point, it did not. uh, Because it was also in combination with technology. I'm putting the information from this card, this internet card, phone card, onto my device. And I'm trying to connect... And there isn't really anyone that I can directly ask this question to, again, um, language, translation. Um, And so it was not rocket science, but a struggle the, the first time in general. Figured it out. Made it happen. Great, great times. Then something happened. I don't know if I just needed to use another card or if I ran out or if I just did something wrong couldn't tell you what happened, but all of a sudden it wasn't working. I could not use the phone card. I could not use my device. So I, and it was, was it my birthday or was it after my birthday? I know I ended up being able to speak to my mom for my birthday, but it could have been something quick when, um, on before, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. But I ended up not having service for maybe like two days. Cause I, couldn't fucking figure it out, but I had a burner phone. So I bought a spare phone with me. That's something that I used to do. Um, I'd say more than often. I think I did it like all the trips that I used to do uh, when I was solo. I always had like a spare iPhone. So I would bring that with me, just leave it in the bag, charge it or not, and then charge it at some point so that if, God forbid, something happened to my phone, I would have something else back at the room and I would be able to call home or, you know, power up and figure shit out from there. Wi-Fi, right? Like you don't even need service at a certain extent. You could call um, the provider and have your shit transferred somehow. God forbid that needed to happen. So I had the extra phone and I made shit shake. I made it happen and figured it out on that phone and was able to get things done. But another thing that really was um, not surprising, but again, Moments that force you to comply, like you can be in as much of a rush as you want, but if there is traffic, where are you going? Where are you going? There ain't always a shoulder to get you around because some people would say, bitch, I'm on the shoulder. If that's you, I don't want to wish you ill will, but I'll say if it ain't an emergency, maybe you should get what you deserve. But a lot of times what you want is not going to be in the cards. A lot of times you have to just go with the flow. And one of the fun things that I love about this podcast is that I get to remind you guys that travel is so much more than vacation. There are so many, not interconnecting, but there are so many Ways in which those regular life experience really interact and connect, overlap, if you will, with your travel experiences. Me having to say, girl, get out of your head. It doesn't have to be right the first time is very much parallel to my travel experiences. I was trying to get it right so much in the beginning. I did so much research. I looked so many things up. I read this. I checked off that. I had a list for that. I did a chart for this. And while it wasn't good or bad, it wasn't right or wrong. It was information. I had a good fucking time and I learned a lot from it, but it didn't always serve me. The information that you can find doesn't always apply when it actually needs to be used. I got to Bermuda. With a list of shit that I wanted to do, and realized when I got there it was out of season. I had clothes for the wrong season. Thankfully, I wasn't that far off. Thank God. But I had, um, I was—I won't say underdressed, but like the high was like seventy-two, and I had a bag full of shorts and bikinis, y'all. So I wasn't completely miserable, but I had like you know I just wore all of my long shit dresses and leggings. Um, you adjust all the things that I had planned out of season. No, who, um, what do you call that thing? Jet skiing, no, you know, boat cruises. I ended up not getting able to getting to do the different, um, walking tours and things that I had my eye on. Uh, because out of season. They weren't booking people. They weren't really offering the options that I would have liked to do because there aren't really a lot of tourists there to do it. Um, so I ended up piecemealing things. I figured out the information that I needed, found a way to get there. And I did it. You lot, a lot of, a lot of life reveals itself in your travels because it's not like your travels aren't life. They're just a different page in your book of life, if you will. And a lot of travel life, air quotes there, or a lot of travel experiences, if you will, can often replicate themselves and reveal themselves in regular life. And I have grown to the point in my travels where I don't know that I see them as completely separate things anymore. And I am so grateful for that because I have found that I am able to experience those, not experience, um, extend those experiences so much longer than just the window of like that week that you're traveling or, you know, beyond just the memory of, oh, well, I went here, I did this and this is the picture, right? That feeling of, ooh, remember when you didn't when, um, no, that's not a good one. Remember that time that what you planned didn't go through just because it happens on vacation. Doesn't mean that you can't pull from a real life experience or vice versa, just because you're on vacation and something hasn't changed. Doesn't mean you can't pull from a real life experience. We can combine the two and Every week, I make it my goal to remind you guys that that overlap is there to serve you. So the experiences that you grow from in your travels, the feelings that you are looking for in your travels, like that desire for relaxation or that desire for rejuvenation can be found in your regular life. The two don't have to be mutually exclusive and they don't have to be um, in tandem all the time. You can decide to find experiences that excite you and that you are able to um, look forward to the way you do a vacation in your regular life. If you can't necessarily find yourself, whether it be financially, time-wise, or um, just ability for whatever reason, if you find that you can't get far, if you find that, oh, wow, I've been dreaming of going to Greece, but you know this really isn't the time for me to go there for whatever that reason may be, I'm not going to sit here and say, consume a ton of grease content. What I would suggest, however, is if that's your thing, do your thing, right? But one thing that I would, cons- I would ask that you consider or that I would suggest is what is it about Greece that you like? Is it just the experience of doing something new? Is it the experience of seeing something pretty? Is it the experience of interacting with people that do things differently? Those are a lot of the things that we enjoy about travel. You can do that same shit at home. You can do the experiencing a new environment, go to a neighboring city or just go to a not necessarily a safe restaurant because that's easy, right? Consider going to an event for something that you may not really think would be up your alley. What about a Comic-Con, right? What about a festival for music that you don't never, uh, don't never, that you don't normally listen to? I am not, uh, let's say like, um, not that kind of girl. I can't really say, um, what, like EDM or I don't even know what that stands for. Oh, electric dance music. I think pull that one out of my ass, but, um, that's not really my bag. However, I do like good energy and I do like live music. So. The excitement and the energy that would be experienced, say, going to a street fair or a festival in Barcelona, which was a good time. I did actually get to do. I could try one here in the States, in my own city, summertime around the corner. Look into a festival for something that you are remotely interested and tap in. I am by um, no stretch of the imagination a Comic girl, as a kid, I had an era, I had a a phase, if you will, where I was totally into comics, but in a very superficial way. I would just pick out the ones that looked pretty or that looked interesting when I would go to the store, my mama would buy them for me, and I would come home and look at all the pictures, or I would just read them. I really did get heavy into Betty and Veronica, that whole Archie series. Um, Hey, Alicia, we used to trade those comics at recess, good times. Um, But... I would absolutely love to go to a Comic-Con. I found out late in life that there are also like certain shows and stuff and that it extends beyond just comics and into just the realm of make-believe. One of my favorite shows is Supernatural. Supernatural pulls up to Comic-Con. They have their own con, if you will. I don't remember what it's called, but they do their own uh, festivals and shit all over the country. Absolutely tried to go to one. Scheduling didn't really work out too well, but that's something that's on my agenda. The way that you find, um, what do you call it, Um, excursions and experiences for Airbnb and Expedia and stuff in all these other cities, consider doing it at home, y'all. You can have the experience of travel. You can have the experience. And by experience, I mean like that excitement, the endorphins that those new things kind of set off for you when you're in someplace new. Do your best to replicate them while you're at home. They don't necessarily have to be in, in a space where people are speaking a different language or they look totally different from you. You can get those new experiences home. You can be reminded of... The little messages, the little, I don't want to say subconscious, but those little tucked away things that you need to be reminded of. Like I needed to be reminded that you don't have to have it right the first go around, that you can actually just do it and see what happens, or that you can kind of just slow down and ease into something. And there is a world on the other side of your patience and your persistence. All right, y'all. So that's this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's kind of uh, travel real life intersection. Um, I'm hoping, God willing, if the low C fit, I'll be here another week and I'll do this with you guys again next week. I hope you guys are enjoying the love in the air um, and also just special love to people who are um, grieving and missing people because this is for a lot of people also possibly a holiday that reminds them of people who are no longer with them so my heart is with you and I send you guys extra love on this holiday and I will see you guys next week bye